this is Rob Bow, and today in Turbo Talks, we're talking to Dario Cataldo of Movistar Team about the Giro d'Italia. Alright, welcome back to the Turbo Talks podcast. The past two weeks have brought us some spectacular racing in the Giro d'Italia already. There have been breakaway wins, GC and sprint battles, and that all in some extreme weather conditions every now and then. The riders are on their much needed second rest day before the final stages will bring them to Milan on Sunday. It's time to check in with a rider who has plenty of experience in dealing with all these challenges, as he's currently riding his 23rd Grand Tour and his 12th Giro d'Italia. Welcome to Italy's own Dario Cataldo of Movistar team. Buongiorno Dario. Buongiorno. Hi everyone. How long did it take you to warm up after yesterday's stage? Ah, <laughs> was uh, was long, but actually we we were covered enough. We had uh, all the rain jacket on the top of the last climb, so we we were pretty safe for yesterday. And today and the rest of the day we we had another rainy day, so some some rollers to to get out all <laughs> all the rain of yesterday. So uh, okay, we are ready for uh, the new battle for tomorrow. All right, and I saw a photo on your Instagram that you were riding. I think it was next to Rivi, and it was no leg warmers, no arm warmers. Ah, uh, yeah, well, there are a few riders who looks like they don't feel any cold. Like for example, Ballerini, when I train with him, with uh, minus two degrees, he goes with uh, only arm warmers and uh, no no gloves no leg warmers nothing and <laughs> and it's so strange but okay we are all different and someone are lucky they don't feel that cold but you definitely uh, prefer the warm weather i assume yeah actually actually yes yeah uh, at least not rain <laughs> if it's cold it's it's okay still still okay but the rain you know when you are wet uh, you lose uh, three times faster the temperature of your body, so uh, it gets very hard to 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 give a good performance in a condition like that. And what was the coldest temperature that you saw on your Garmin yesterday? Did you check afterwards? What was the coldest temperature? Uh, yesterday we were always around uh, at the at the beginning at the start we were around uh, five and seven degrees. At the start, then going through the valley, arriving to the Jiao, it was going down to four degrees, three degrees, and on the top of the climb was two degrees. Okay, pretty chilly day. Two degrees until the finish line was two and a half. So not really what you're hoping for at the end the end of May in Italy. Yeah, but here through the mountain, we can expect everything. Uh, I, right, like you say, I did many Giro d'Italia and I saw many, <laughs> many things, really hot weather or snow, uh, whatever. So we can expect anything here. And so what, you, what did you do today already? You said you already uh, went on a trainer a little bit just to spin out the legs. Did, did you have a good sleep in or? Yeah, super good sleep and <laughs> nice and relaxed breakfast. Uh, one hour of uh, uh, spin trainer just to, yeah, like you said, just to shake the legs, just to sweat a little bit and to stay relaxed all the day until tomorrow. And, and who is your roommate this Giro? 
And this Giro is uh, Matteo Jorgensen. Okay. Pl so plenty of uh, time to work on the English and talk English as well as you're doing now. Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing English and for him in Spanish. So we are helping each other <laughs> in this case. But it's nice to also to stay with a young young guy that you do to to give him something of experience to uh, teach him something that it's hard to learn the first time when you do a big tour like like grand tour like like it was for me in 2008 when i did the first giro d'italia and actually i abandoned that giro d'italia at the stage on the jaw i i just stopped on the jaw the, the climb we did yesterday oh. and so that was because of missing of experience i did many mistakes that i didn't know so i'm trying not to 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 give to my teammates anything they need to to try to to make less mistakes as possible so, so can you give us like an example what you told matteo this this Giro? what kind of little bit of advice did you give him well be anything uh, during the race when is, is the moment to uh, to to save energy or the moment to uh, to stay more in the race because in in a, in a big in, in, a, in a grand tour if you are in the race like in a classic every single day uh, at the end of the three weeks you are completely dead so uh, in a grand tour you you always need to to look for the moments to save energy. So when it's not necessary, just to drop, just to take your time to, to relax, save energy. And that is the most important for someone who is doing this uh, for the first time. And I think Matteo had a bit of a, a rough start to this year as well. I think he wasn't 100% maybe. So, so maybe an extra role for you to keep him motivated and keep pushing through or? Yeah, exactly. Because it was a little bit sick in the beginning, and uh, he was pretty sad for that. And uh, uh, you know, me and uh, sport director, we were trying to give some motivation to to explain that in three weeks can change everything. Uh, you can stay bad for a few days, then try to to keep going on uh, other three, four days. Then after one week, you probably you can you are another person. You uh, you can do something you don't expect. So uh, just keep that in mind. It's, it's not easy to think through three weeks of racing. So, uh, uh, yeah, we try to, to, to give them all the motivation in it. Yeah, like you said, anything can happen in those uh, three weeks, um, like losing your GC leader in, in Marc Soler, unfortunately uh, had to abandon. Um, how did that change the Giro for you? Change uh, completely the the vision of the race for us because uh, we we were training for months to for many months to, to to arrive here ready for that and we were I I think we were making a good job and now we are we we, we start another zero exactly completely different because we are looking for a stage we are fighting every day to to go in a breakaway and it's a completely different way to race but actually we are there in the, in any move <laughs> of the race so we are happy actually for that because there's motivation and, and was it hard to, to flip that switch to change that mode 
within the team? Was there a bit of a, a down moment after Mark was out and then? Uh, you know, the first day is anything strange. It's, it's, it's all strange, but okay, we... Uh, we find the motivation, like we say, hey, there's guys, there's an opportunity for everyone to to do something we didn't expect. So uh, let's uh, take this opportunity. So so the motivation is high for that. So even if you do, you have to do something different than than what you expect. There's a big motivation because also there's a personal goal, in, uh in this moment. And, and now, if you look back at the, as the past two weeks of the of the Giro, how, how would you describe or how would you summarize how the Giro has been? But the first part, especially when when you are fighting for the GC, is much more stressful. Uh, you have to uh, to stay in the race any single moment. You cannot uh, be uh, to say distracted. Uh, you have always Distracted. See what. Yeah, we uh, always be focused on the situation of the race in front uh, in any moment uh, for the wind, for the weather, for if it's raining, for if there's a, a st- um, sprint stage, mountain stage or whatever. You always uh, must be there. So now you, you know that. There's a moment when you have to catch the breakaway, the moment when you have to relax, you have to save the energy for another day. So uh, it's completely different. And uh, and we feel it, especially the first day when we we had the, uh, the sprint stage in Verona. We know that there's no possibility for a breakaway. We have not a sprinter. So actually in that day, we had nothing to do. So it's, it's a very strange feeling because until the day before you are there with a super stress because we have to bring our leader in front for the sprint to to be safe uh, no crashes no crosswind for anything and in that moment we just just say hey there's nothing to do we just <laughs> need to go to the finish line to think to save more energy as possible to think for tomorrow so it was so strange to 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 see that that change but okay it's not a problem. And what what has the impact of the weather been for the for the peloton? Everyone around you did did you notice <clears throat> things differently than than yeah than other times or? Well, like I said, uh, here at the Giro, you can expect anything. So we were prepared for that. We we know that we can have a super sunny week with uh, thirty degrees or uh, frozen like yesterday. So. Uh, we already know that we we must be ready for any kind of, of weather. So I don't think it changed so much. Maybe someone can suffer that uh, the temperature more than others, but everybody can expect that. And what has been the most special moment in this year so far? Because I think you passed through your hometown on stage eight, wasn't it? Ah, yeah. <laughs> for personally, for something personal, yeah, for me, I was passing through my town at the, the it's a small village in Abruzzo and um it, that's is something that mm, not always happened because uh, in a big city it's more possible but in a small town like mine uh, not always so was very emotional especially because of the covid condition is from uh, Christmas of uh, 2019 
I don't go to my parents' house. So, you know, as uh, something very emotional, like I said, because uh, passing through, uh, through those roads where you were trained since you were a child, and now you from long time you don't go there, you know, it's very strange feeling, uh, very emotional. It must have been it's very special indeed. Um, and now hopefully the next week, some more special moments and maybe a second Giro stage victory for you, because that's what you're on the hunt for. Already uh, tried on uh, on Sunday uh, in the break, in the stage that Campanaz won. If you look at the roadbook in the next couple of days, um, like the, the time trial probably won't be for you, but uh, the other stages, have you already selected one that you think this is the best opportunity for me or... Uh, uh, yeah, we are looking for another one, but the the three mountain stage we have now, all the three are good opportunity. I cannot say this is better than another because it depends of the of many conditions, who are in the breakaway, how it's going, who want to take the breakaway in that day. So uh, hard to say uh, this is better for me. Actually, the one of two days ago when I was in the breakaway, I already knew that was not for me <laughs> because when I when we when we just uh, split up with the peloton, we just um, we take like 30, 40 seconds. And say, I this is not the best uh, group to go in the final like this. So explosive, so many riders for classics. So uh, it's gonna be hard. So, but okay. Anyway, we we must try until the end every day. So it was an opportunity. We never know how it can go. So, okay, we tried. And the next uh, three mountain stage are very good opportunity. And the one of tomorrow, it can be really nice. I know already that final. Uh, we'll see. We try. Yeah, because I think the next couple of days are also some new climbs in there. For Giro, a little less known to, to a lot of people watching the cycling. Uh, but you're already familiar with them. Have, have you ridden there? Did you do a recon or? Uh, the the one of Sega Diala, the, the one of tomorrow, we, we did already in uh, Tour of Alps in 2013, if I remember well. And so many riders know it. And then the others, yeah, uh, we did a recon of uh, Val... I, don't remember exactly the name the stage 19 uh, exactly that one uh we did a recon there and uh actually there are not there are not secret there it's a good road uh valley going through uh, uh with a nice road so there's (laughs) you just need legs and some luck uh lucky for the situation who goes in the breakaway who is pulling behind so uh, there's nothing tricky so we just need good legs and uh, cross fingers <laughs> to have <laughs> the, the right teammates in the breakaway and uh, something else maybe that's going on during this Giro as well I'm not sure is there being uh, filmed for a new documentary of Movistar this Giro as well and actually we don't know uh like always we we have always our uh, staff of the team uh, taking video like always in every race 
but we don't know if uh, they will use that for another another season of uh, Netflix or Inside or not. So uh, I don't know. Uh, we are waiting for the one of last year for the presentation. Yeah. And for the next year, still we don't know anything. Okay. Uh, and now you're on Mostar, but you've already been on some uh, some big other teams as well. You've been on Astana, Sky, uh, De Koning. So how, how is Mobistar different than those teams? What is this, the special value of Mobistar? Um, any, any team actually has uh, different, uh, different soul, different uh, shades um, compared one to the other. And this one, it's very nice to, to feel the, the Latin ambient. Uh, you know, in uh, Astana was principally uh, Russian, in uh, Sky English, and uh, Quickstep was uh, the Belgian. It was also very funny. Was any, anyone is different. And here, uh, it was nice after many years in uh, other countries to stay in a Latin team and with a uh, very... Um, similar way of Italian, Spanish and Italian are pretty similar. So it's, it's very nice to, to feel like very comfortable with the, with the people here in, in the team. Um, actually, it was something I didn't expect, uh, but was a very nice surprise to, to feel this uh, home, uh, how to say, ambient, <laughs> super, uh, super comfortable with these people. And, and does it also show you mentioned like the team and the, that feeling? Um, does, does that then translate that Mobistar is always going for the team classification? Well, maybe not this Giro, but always in the fight for the team classification everywhere that they're really working as a team? Uh, yes. Uh, but actually, also in other teams, I, I was always working in this kind of job. So always in uh, GC groups. And here we can feel they they really know how to work well with a group, and um, and it, that is very nice because it's the the principal principal things I always look for in a in a group. Try to to work together for a, for a for a goal for a big goal, and uh, it's very nice to feel many people who really um, work hard for for that aspect. And now, yeah, this year we unlucky we we lost the the leader, but for sure for for the others we will be ready again. And you've already talked about like sharing your experiences. Is that is that also something that you might want to do after your career? Still working in cycling and passing on your the lessons that you've learned, or I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking what I want to do. Uh, after after cycling and yeah, I could stay still in uh, in sport like this, like uh, I don't know if sport director or trainer or whatever or something that were like you said to um, to keep with the using this experience or something completely different because sport also uh, can offer this opportunity that you can change completely your life after a long career. In, uh, in sports so you can f do something completely different just to because you like to do something different and so i'll still think about it okay well uh, let's say we're gonna wrap it up but let's say one more thing let's say you are the director sportif of your own grand tour team and i ask you name your 
eight favorite riders for a Grand Tour that you've maybe ridden with in your career or can include yourself? Well, you mean teammates or... Yeah, what, what would be your own favorite team? If you could now pick a team for a Grand Tour from people that you've ridden with or... Uh, that's really hard to, to say now. And in a <laughs> few seconds, we go, probably if I forget someone. <laughs> and that's not nice because, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, in so many years, I've had uh, the opportunity to work with uh, many, many nice persons, many uh, nice teammates, sport director. And uh, I don't want to, to do something like this to forget someone very <laughs> okay. important. Uh, Fair that's enough. not nice. But uh, actually, in this team, there are many of, of them that they can choose. All right. Great, great to hear. Well, hopefully in the, with that team, you guys are also going to be hunting for those stages in the in the next couple of days. So, uh, grazie Dario. I'll let you get back to your rest day. Uh, maybe some drawing for you or eating chocolates. What's it going to be? Uh, both, probably. Both, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have a very good uh, cooker here, a cook, so uh, he always tries to, to do something special for rest day. So probably some small cake with chocolates, but yeah, that's oh. possible. <laughs> All right, nice. Well, thanks for your time, uh, for having a chat with us. It's much appreciated. Uh, good luck in the next few days, and we hope to see you be successful. So thank you, Dario. Thank you, dude. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Turbo Talks. And you know the drill. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Share the podcast with a friend and make sure you subscribe. And follow Dario and Movistar team, the rest of the Giro. And as always, never stop cycling. This was Rob Bau with Dario Cataldo of Movistar team. Stay tuned for the next Turbo Talks.